Hello, hello, my friends from the Innovation Garage. This is Vinicius David, happy to bring another podcast for all of you. And today we're going to be talking about leadership. Why leadership? Very simple. One of the core elements of innovation is the ability to transform the culture of teams, the ability to actually lead people to its best performance ever in whatever they decide to do. If you're a leader of a nonprofit, you're going to have to take your team to the next level when it comes to create social impact. If you're leading a big organization instead of a large company, you have to disrupt your market. If you're the founder of a startup, you're going to have to fight a lot of a lot of challenges until you become relevant in a market, until you create a footprint and really bring something that will change the history of, of your own markets and games. And the reality is many people confuse leadership with the concept of uh, core management. And those are completely different things. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time, but uh, leaders are the ones who actually just behave the way they are. And they don't need to change who they are to actually captivate people, to bring people together, to align different parties with different opinions around one common goal. They naturally exercise their influence. They actually bring respect based on who they are and not the titles that they carry, not the fame that they have, not the amount of money that they have, but the ability to inspire people to get the best out of themselves, as opposed to those who just have a title of a manager, director, or VP that use those beautiful corporate titles, which I call the, uh, you know, the company's last name being, I'd say, employed as the person's last name. And those things blur over time. And there's a confusion of values where, in fact, a lot of the, uh, you know, um, the, um, the fame, a lot of uh, the value that someone brings in the job, it belongs to the company, right? So the person is not able to create a personal brand. And when the company's name disappear from their names, they see themselves lost. And why is this thing important? Because teams who have high performance, they usually have leaders that I call the exponentiator of talent. They are the ones who are going to get someone's raw talent and take it to the next level. On the other hand, you have a second type of leadership, which is what I call the suckers, right? They're going to have all the talent that is already present in a person and they will take it away. They will stop this talent from shining as is. And how do they do that? They put people to do the wrong job. They do not understand who the person is. They do not respect the legacy. They are not interested by their purpose. And because of that, they just throw people on jobs that are more, I'd say, relevant to what they think is right for their careers to grow. They don't have a collective spirit. They don't think about the business. They don't think about the company first. They think about themselves doing right. And this is a parasite inside of the system. And the reason I bring this conversation is, again, there's no way you're going to see sustainable innovation if you're not talking about 
this type of leadership that expands the value of a person. And here's the here's the story and the analogy that I that I use for this situation. There is this type of leader that I call the exponentiator, the one that will actually take the value of a person and multiply by a lot. This is the type of leader that when they see a, a pearl inside of a shell, they will actually look at that pearl and think about like this. I don't care how big is this pearl right now, but what I see is a bright shine that is coming from that small pearl. And they know that by opening this shell wider, letting this pearl come up to the surface, despite fighting some predators in their way up, they know that as they get exposed to the sunlight, as they get more energy, as they show the value they already have on day one, they are gonna grow faster. They are going to mature, as opposed to some certain leaders that over time, they will look at this pearl that may not be big, may not be fully ready and developed. And what do they do? Instead of exposing these pearls, instead of bringing the right energy, instead of letting these pearls swim up to the surface, despite seeing some sharks in the middle that may eat them alive, they choose to sit on their shells. They close the shells where these pearls are already shining, waiting for this pearl to be big. They are waiting for this pearl to mature before they expose them. These are leaders who are not confident about the ability to make mistakes. And leaders who are afraid of making mistakes and leaders who are afraid of having their teams making mistakes, they will have a short life. They may grow, but one day they're gonna stop. And even worse, they may remember their numbers, they may remember their market shares, they may remember the profitability, they may remember the uh, record revenues. They will not remember one of the most important things in business. A great amount of people who call them to say, thanks to your leadership, thanks to your coaching, I was able to become a better person. I was not able to make more money. I was not able to necessarily climb the corporate ladder. I was able to become a better person. I was able to create bigger impact in our lives and societies. That's what is the most important thing because once you groom a person, once you make that pearl shine brighter by showing ethics in business, by showing the potential of, you know, giving people a chance to take risk, listening, don't being a narcissist, that's what's going to bring a team closer. That it's what I call will generate the ultimate loyalty. You don't need to find a better talent outside. You don't need to invest a way more money. Sometimes just reinvesting the way you actually treat your people, what you do for them will go a long way. I see a lot of people spending time and effort trying to raise capital, trying to invest more, trying to hire more people because they believe that they need always more people, always more bodies to get more done. This is a very, very narrow, this is a very myopic way of thinking about scaling a business.
in many cases, if people look back and they see the quality of the team, if they take the pulse, if they put this team on an MRI scanner, and before they try to send this brain to surgery, right? Before they try to reform this brain, if they take a look at what some of the issues with this brain is with a very thorough MRI that can actually start by reading people's hearts before you think about the brain, you're going to see the opportunity to really take the performance of this team to the next level. You can always raise the bar of a team, but instead of looking at the core team and how to actually improve the performance, is everyone's morale where it should be? Is the engagement of an organization where it could be? Sometimes by just investing a little bit there, it may represent even more than add more people to the system. And this is one of the biggest things that the suckers actually fail. And why am I calling these people suckers? Very simple. These are typical leaders where they hire someone and they pay someone, let's say $200,000 a year. And they put people to do just a core job, just the job they believe they should be checking the boxes. They're not interested in the history of the person. They're not interested in the potential this person has, but they are the ones telling that, you know what, here's all the things you need to do better and better and better. Every year they just focus on Here's the things that are not working well. Here's what you need to do to get a promotion. Here's what you need to do to get better. Here's what you need. It's all what you have to do. These are the leaders always looking at you and saying, listen, this is what you have to do better or different. They never tell you something like this. What can I do for you to get you to the next level? What favor could I do? to help you grow faster. And by not asking these questions, by not showing a humble and a more servant behavior, they're missing a chance to create more loyal fans inside of their own organization. Now think about the ones that are there to just make your results exponential. They are the ones that will hire someone, pay a $200,000 salary, but they find out very soon based on a deeper human connection that, you know what, I hired this person to be a product manager, but this person is actually a true innovator or this person is actually, you know, a true executor. They could do pretty well in operations, for example. They will quickly find a way to reform the job and not the person. And by reforming the job, yet meeting the objectives of the organization, or maybe even exceeding the results that are expecting, they're going to get two things going on at the same time. They're going to kill two birds with one stone. They will unlock the potential of a person, right? So they will use more of the strengths of the person before waiting for the person to be reformed, to go do something more relevant to go and give a chance for a person to get their jobs and responsibilities stretched. And the reason why they do that, right? So the ones who wait, it's insecurity. They come across as very strong, very, very powerful, the almighty guys. The ones that we classically say are going to suck the oxygen out of the room. You know what? They're just hiding a personality of a very insecure person who are lacking self-esteem and they need to look at the team as a scapegoat for their insecurity. 
they will grow in front of the team when in fact they should grow the team. These are the suckers and these are the ones who are actually bringing the innovation process of a company to the carpet because of their insecurities. Their divisions will not be aggressive because of their insecurities, because of them sucking the value of people. They will be thinking about their silo. They'll be thinking about their career first. They'll be thinking about their next VP title first. If they think about their team's next job, the team will take better care of them. That's the reason why I strongly recommend you to think about who is the next person you're going to be working with? Are you going to work for a leader who is going to make your results exponential? Are you going to be working with a leader who is going to look at you, even if you're still a small pearl, but will recognize your shine and will make it, will make it shine even brighter by opening your shell for greater challenge and helping you all the way through? actually pushing you up quicker, or you're going to choose to work for a leader who very soon is going to pass by and sit down on top of your shell and hiding the shine that is already there on you from the wood. And by hiding your shine, they will not let you grow because you're not going to learn. You're not going to make mistakes. You're not going to fail. And if you're not failing and if you're not learning from failure, you're not advancing. And if you're not doing it, if you're not failing, if you're not advancing, there is no way a company can fail. And if a company is not failing and learning quick, the company is not innovating. The company will be trying to innovate the old for the rest of its life. And I say that with a lot of knowledge because leadership is a passion. I study, I teach, and I coach, and I mentor people from many, many companies, from startups to nonprofits to large companies. I always come across of people who have these two types of leaders. The ones that will make them shine brighter, despite their size, despite how big or small the pearl is, they will see the shine already there and not wait for people to be reformed to give them a chance to climb higher objectives. But there'll be others that unfortunately will hide pretty well in the system and will be these suckers removing all the potential that you already have by just throwing you on jobs they believe will first get them to the next level but that's just a temporary thing. That's just a thought that cares about the silo, but doesn't believe in the collective spirit of a company that needs to have a culture of making people grow and growing businesses together and not one at the expense of the other. That's why I'm so passionate about this topic. We can't talk about innovation. We can't think about Silicon Valley. We can't think about any place on earth or any successful organization who has endured for years where leadership in the end always prevailed. But the right one, and the right one is that recognizing that 
even if the pearl is still small, it was born to be shining and it deserves to meet people who bring them up and make them grow as opposed to those who will see your size first and not recognize how beautiful the shine you can have already is. And they will stop you from growing because they'll be looking at their own nose first and they will be always more concerned about their personal growth instead of the collective growth. This is the biggest risk that companies have in their voyage and journey to keep relevant in markets and business. And that's what I believe in when we come to real change in culture and how important culture is for a company that wants to do better and define the next frontier of innovation and technology in whatever sector they decide to play. Corporate, enterprise, public, nonprofits, your community, your schools. You stay close to those leaders that will open your shell and make you shine brighter and run away from those who tend to sit on people's shelves. Thank you very much. We'll come back and talk a way more about human exponentiality, innovation, and all the things that you need to know that the ones we're leading actually do day and night in their routines. Bye.